Welcome to Park Fermi, the Canadian Formula One podcast. P3, P3. Okay, Hey, he's got another podium. Who would have thought? We talk race reviews, news from the paddock, and bring you everything from the world of Formula One. And something to limit the problem. Congratulations. Well, change your car. You've got a problem. Change your fucking car. And Tim, you change your car because Checo has been saying the car is fucked. And now your hosts, Drew, Walker, Ed, and Tomas. All right, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to Park Fermi, the Canadian Formula One podcast. Back here with all the boys reunited. After the first race of the second half, we had the Dutch Grand Prix, and we started off just before we started recording, and we just checked. Did everyone watch the race this weekend? Yes. Absolutely. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Okay. So we're, we're all, we all watched it. We were all caught up. I'm sure all of us had a bit of Formula One withdrawal over the last few weeks, so it was nice to kind of get back into the routine um, and watch all the different sessions. Let's get some initial uh, thoughts. How did we, how did we like the first race of the second half. Booyah. It absolutely Interesting 10 laps. It, it delivered. Did it not deliver? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Was that just I thought it absolutely delivered. It was the yeah, perfect crushed. mix of dry, wet, dry, wet, and the the mix up on the grid was awesome. You got to see a lot of the teams make calls, both polarizing good and bad calls, but still calls and and you saw more than just driver skill, you saw how a team worked together and how sometimes the calls that you make affect how the rest of your weekend goes. And I think there's a lot of great takeaways from this weekend. And I think there's an absolute shit ton of implosions on teams. And I think there was a, a big misstep um, with our favorite Ferrari boys. The The absolute menacing time that they had trying to get wet tires on a car blew my mind. Like I saw a a clip on Instagram that just showed a picture of the entire formula one Ferrari pit crew in the rain standing outside. And there's not one tire, the car is pulling in and there's not one tire available. Guys are standing there with their, with their wheel guns. There's not one tire available. What did you think was going to happen? Even if you didn't have the call and that wasn't going to happen and that wasn't planned and the cleric or, or Carlos came in and they said, you know, they came in a lap early or whatever, what do you think you're going to do? They're the only tires that are in the, the garage that don't have tire blankets on there. It was the quickest thing you could have done. And then you look over and you see a team like Red Bull methodically put on Perez's tires on the first lap. It's just the polarization of that. I, like the, the team radios are public. They can all listen to each other's radio. So like, if you're not sure what to do, just listen to Red Bull. Like, I'll give you a secret. Like you can just listen to Red Bull and just figure out what they do and do it a lap later and probably still do better than mid pack. So anyways, I, I really enjoyed it. It was a good set back to, um, to the second half of the season. I really enjoyed it. I, you know, like I said, there was a lot of goods, a lot of bads, but I want to hear what you guys got. Ed, you want to take us takes away? Yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll take it. I'll take it. Um, well, for me, it was it was really fun. It was a fun race. First ten laps was just like absolute insanity, from formation to oh my god, 
the entire um, track is now a pool and um, making the right decisions. So all boiled down to strategy. And I'm alluding to this because um, I have a few things I wanted to discuss with you boys, like in terms of what I noticed um, and goes a little bit in, more into strategy. But yeah, like it was all in all, it was a fun race. Um, a good stoppage too, almost close to the middle. And uh, yeah, just a multitude of different types of strategies from different teams. And it really shows um, what one lap can do and what tire change a tire change can do for the entire race. I'm I'm call, I'm talking about um, Lando and uh, Lando and Lewis, and then also in comparison to Alex Albon too. So yeah, it was it was a good race for me. I I thoroughly enjoyed it. I had actually had to watch it again just to get you know deeper into you know the the strategy and it was just like it was it was really fun to watch how about you thomas um i thought this was uh, a bang on race uh, it's exactly what we all needed from from the break from the first half um probably by far so far the most entertaining race of the season to me personally um without getting too into it, too much of the details that we're going to talk about this episode um everything was awesome the strategy the the, the calls that the team has made, the racing itself, the skills of the drivers, the the amount uh, with the weather, rain, you know, um, dry again, um, the swaps and with, between the cars. I, I really, really enjoyed this race and uh, hoping there's way more races than like this. You know, I was sitting there watching the race um, and it occurred to me that I feel like the theme of this race and this weekend is that the Park Ferme boys just don't know shit about formula one because i feel like everything we talked about last week about mclaren about aston martin about drivers who were kind of you know really excel and not we were like proven wrong yep. across the board i was McLaren thinking about had a great thing. race yep aston did a great race it was like a big fuck you to us because they're like you think you know shit you think you know formula one well you don't no and, you don't <laughs> and the race was i think you you all eloquently said it uh, that it was you know, exciting, lots of different strategy. Um, it was really interesting seeing, you know, the cars work their way through the field. You know, I'm going to, you know, think of Hamilton off the top. You know, he was at the top, he was at the bottom, a few changes. He kept working his way up. That added a lot of excitement. I also want to highlight the fact that we lost Danny Rick uh, in, I think it was free practice as well, uh, which was a bit of a, a downer. And we'll talk about that a little bit more. But there was just a lot going on this weekend. Uh, Liam Lawson got his first drive uh, and, you know, I think he did relatively well given the conditions and given what he was put in. Um, and it was just, it, it was just like a really incredible microcosm of the season that was, you know, between the teams that are really excelling, the competitiveness, the fact that Ferrari just couldn't get their shit together. However, the one thing that we did get right, and by we, I mean, I got right, was that <laughs> Gasly finished fourth. Thank you very much. I mean, you know, he got bumped up the third because of the penalty, but I'm just going to say he finished fourth. So honorable mention on the predictions. I'm just going to claim that for myself because I was very proud of myself. I think I want to interject there. Yes. Bravo. 100%. We need any win. Thank I think you. Park, Park Ferme as a team needs absolutely <laughs> any win that we could get right now. But I want to say yeah. that we didn't get everything wrong. Everything we said 
about the teams was 100% right. They just all listened to the podcast because we're so fucking popular that all the teams were like, you know what? Mm. These guys are right. Mm. And all the yeah. teams that needed to pull up their socks were like, you know what? These park for my boys knows what the fuck's going on. So let's just fix everything that they want. And then they did. So I think you're welcome is a better statement to to all the teams. Oh, you know, you know I, I like that angle. I like that about perspective. Spin. I think uh, it's all about perspective. It is all about perspective. Um, who are you guys most impressed with on this uh, weekend and this race day? Drew? Um, I'm going to give it up to Liam Lawson right away. Um, he, he He survived the race. We'll start there. Like, Came in last. It doesn't matter. Still. You survived the race. Like, he finished. He finished yep. the race in the worst car. Like, let's put this out there. Alpha Tauri has had more drivers than points this year. <laughs> that's enough said. They've had more drivers than yep. points. And that kid got in a car that's subpar on every level and finished the race with zero F1 experience and gets into a very complicated tight tight race with little abilities to overtake and watching him and leclerc at the end battle it out was awesome i thought that was really cool to watch because like you have somebody who should be at the front of the grid racing for podiums back there fighting with liam lawson on his first day at the job so yeah, yeah. I don't know. awesome for who but what's that awesome for who uh awesome for, yeah yeah well Everyone knows how we feel about Ferrari, or I feel about Ferrari. I don't want to yeah. speak for everyone, but um, yeah, simple answer. I'm going to get up to Liam Lawson, man. Good for you, kid. Keep going. I'm excited to see you in the future because I think this will exemplify a, a good seat and a good future for you. I think um, I think I'm impressed with everyone except Ferrari, as as Drew said. I think everyone uh, did a fantastic job. Uh, my who am I the most impressed with? Uh, unpopular opinion, probably Logan Sargent. Um, he was in the top 10, like, holy shit. Yeah. He crashed and everything and kind of ended shitty, but wow. Just, just to see him in the top 10 and, and to start, that was, that was insane. You know, I wish he hadn't made that mistake or spun out or crashed. I wish he would have continued, but, uh, I was impressed by, by his drive and, and how well he did up to that point. So my, my hat yeah, goes the, off to the him. way he rode that, that folding chair, buddy, he rode that folding chair perfectly the whole race bro he stayed in the same corner the whole way oh he was i feel like he had more seat time in the uh in the folding chair than he did in the actual car bravo a hundred percent he did thank you a hundred percent he tried <laughs> at oh, least he was wow. consistent in the chair <laughs> talking about consistency i'm gonna echo what thomas said um and this is it gets a little bit deeper into uh, what had happened, um, even with uh, Logan, Logan Sargent's crash, um, he lost hydraulic um, function with his um, with his power steering, and that's that's why like he crashed um, during the race. But the but the point is, I forgot what corner it was, but he kept on hitting the curbs again and again and again, and that's why his hydraulic system went out. So consistency, I'm quite impressed. Um, he's, he's really trying to, you know, um, come into his own and, uh, yeah, just like re representing Williams. I think he's the new tire whisperer. Didn't he do like 40 laps on a set of soft tires, wet, dry, wet, like mm -hmm. that's bananas, dude. Yeah, no, I think, uh, honorable mention should go to Alex Albon. Uh, I'm going to give it to Pierre Gasly as well, because they needed a big finish and he came up with a good race and a good result. That car looked really strong. And I know we haven't talked about him yet, but, you know, let's talk about Max. I mean, 
we talked about a little bit the dominance last episode and how it's becoming more and more impressive and how you you're starting to root from him and i think it was someone shared a a meme in the discord channel link in the description by the way that i forget exactly what it was but it was you know it rains it pours a million tire changes pit stops and throughout it all max is in front like the one consistency in that race you talk about consistency ed was max was in first place First, 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 first. And I'm gonna I'm gonna just throw this out here. Do you think that this was Max's best race of the season? Yes. H- hands down. Yeah. I like think everything was... was literally thrown at the guy. Mm-hmm. Everything. <laughs> Honestly. I, like it's just I agree immensely. I think crazy. That, that there was so many variables in this race that could have went a different direction, and he still steered it towards a W. And you know, the whole, oh, you have the best car, you have the best whatever, that kind of goes out the window when shit like this happens. And, you know, having a great team and, you know, on-point team um, team orders, the radio's on fire, you know, just all the right calls through the whole pit crew, everybody showed up to bat. And I think that helps Max be his best. But when you watch him on the exact same set of inters, that Checo had that's two laps older because he pitted two laps later, he was chewing up four seconds a lap. Five, seven, seven seconds. Oh, well, fuck my math. Seven seconds a lap. That is bananas. That is, you can't say anything to that. Like there's, yeah, that's just a respect level that like he is just in another zone and like i'm not becoming a max fan because his bedside manner is fucking brutal i don't know if you heard like him comments about fernando alonso being like yeah he was almost as fast as me this week like he's fucking he has no (laughs) he's the worst but like man he'll go down in history like he's just showing he's he's proving a master class to everybody watching formula one this year and um i i alluded to it earlier on in the last podcast that like we are going to be privileged and honored to have watched this season, much like Schumacher's, you know, in the 90s and stuff when he was running amok in early 2000s. Just being privileged enough to watch such such a great ad action. And so we should just be thankful on some level, as much as I hate the guy, that we at least get to enjoy some of this um, before things change up. So what do we think, you touching on Red Bull and his teammate, what do we think about Perez's performance on the weekend? Came in third, had a good result. Where where do we rank this for for him? You know, he didn't crash. He finished. He had a solid race. Where where does this rank in terms of his races for the year? And what do we think is his outlook for the rest of the year and also moving into 2024, 2025? Um, I'm going to say it's a, a solid like three meh. Out of three out of what? Um, yeah, three out of ten, meh. Because um, that's worse than a meh. I'd say sorry, like a sorry, five out sorry. of ten is a meh. And just just to just to clarify, are you saying three out of a ten is his race performance or is his outlook for the next foreseeable future? What does three out of ten actually represent? Well, since Miami, he's just been consistently. Like not himself, like not the not the Checo that we all know that pushes, not the Checo that we know that can manage tires, not the Checo we know that will push the envelope and make sure that if he needs to take that win, he'll take that win. 
Like at the start of the season, it was good. Like he was, he was really, really pushing. Now it just feels like meh. And I'm not going to discount the fact that um, Mr. You know, Helmut Marco like kind of uh, puts you know that you know that uh, pressure on him, and uh, it messes with the driver. Like if you if if you're not in the you know the the best state of mind that you have, you're not going to be able to perform driving because like the amount of concentration that you would need in order to perform at the highest level is just it's insane. So partly his fault, partly the fault of his team. I mean that's that's what Red Bull and uh, AlphaTauri Tower is um, and how they deal with their drivers. But like I'm I'm re I'm really rooting for him to want you know, just come back like the old Checo. Like the Checo that, you know, like destroyed everyone from from last place to first. I think that was like 2021. That Checo. I miss that guy because like it's he's not that he's 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 a just a ghost of himself, his former self. R.I.P. Checo. Does he uh does he have already a contract extension into next year or no? Yeah, he's getting to 2024, he signed. It's the end of next year. 2025 season is up for grabs. You know what? I uh I think he has to I think he's in the same place as almost as Danny Rick. I think he has to fucking perform, uh, you know, for the for the rest of the season and and next year if he wants to keep that seat. Otherwise, um, I don't see him uh, being at Red Bull. Honestly, uh, the the pressure is getting to him so far this year, as as that said. Um, the, the, again, the drive that he seems he kind of lost the drive. I don't know if it's because Max got to his head and he constantly sees Max doing so much better in the car and and outperforming him or or what it is, but. He lost that drive. He, he is he's not in the right state of mind, and um, the fire inside him is not burning as strong as it should. There's there's he kind of almost seems like he he gave up for for the season for the year. Um, obviously with the points and everything, there's no way he's gonna win the championship. But you know he's still second. He should still strive for that, and it just doesn't seem he's striving as as much as he should be. Can I can I just pose a question while we're talking about this? Are we being a little bit hard on Checo? I was going to say this the is man probably came in, the best race. The man had came in forever. third. Yeah, he's second in the drivers' championship. I think our our expectations for him are so astronomical because of the performance of Max and how he commands that car. But really, if you look at it on a macro, if we look at it compared to the rest of the field, he's had a few shit races for sure. He's had some shitty qualifyings. 100%. But like when we look at it overall, is he really being that bad? Are our expectations too high or is he really performing that poorly? I don't think he's that bad. Like, yes. Did he get in his head? Did he have a couple of bad races? Yes. I, I don't think he's been able to shake it fully. But when you have somebody as like with it and stoically confident as Max beside you, it, it can definitely get inside your head. Like this guy's just winning and winning and winning. He can't do any wrong. And when you're up against apples to apples, somebody like that. Like, that's a tough thing to do. Like, Checo has to be very headstrong, and he hasn't been. And like you said, Walker, I'm with you on that. Like, I think we shit on Checo a lot, but, like, that's also because we have arguably one of the best driver performances in a season we've ever seen ever, ever in Formula One. And so, yes, compared to that, everything's going to lag behind. You can't have two maxes. That's just impossible. It's not going to work. So do I think we're a little harsh on him? Yeah. Do I think Red Bull 
is going to do something about it, like a shape up or ship out kind of thing. I think so too. But like, he's definitely got his seat next year. I don't think Red Bull's going to pay him not to race. You know, like McLaren did with Danny Rick, they paid him to not race. So I, I don't think that's in the cards because I still think he plays a good number too. He gives just enough points to ensure them a constructor's championship, but not enough points to contest Max's driver championship. So I think he's sitting exactly where he needs to be. I just think he needs to get a little bit more points because Red Bull needs to get on TV a little bit more. So here's a, here's a follow-up question to all of you. Who else in the field right now can extract more from that car than Checo? Anyone? And if so, who would that be? Albon. Fernando. Fernando. Albon. I'd love to see Fernando Alonso in that car, man. That guy is the grittiest fucking dude I've ever seen. Like watching that guy race, every time you saw him going into that third corner, or that whatever one the banked one is, I don't know the corners. I'm not that into this. You know, I can't count corners. I don't. And they all have names. Apparently, every corner in this whole F1 thing's got names. I know a couple of them, but like, give me a fucking break. Um, that bank corner, he was taking the low line every time. He was watching them. Everyone was losing grip. He knew everyone was going into that corner super slow. And just watching him make game time decisions on the fly and just doing what everyone else isn't doing is a masterclass. It's so absolutely impressive to see him. And like you just watch experience play out. And I would love to see him in a in a Red Bull car. And I would I do I think he'd be beating Max? I actually don't. I think he would fight with Max like a lot. Like he would go into corners like the first corner. He wouldn't be miles ahead what I think he is with Checo right now. But yeah, I'd love to see Fernando there. Very interesting. Is it going to be so, re- re- reminiscent of uh, McLaren with uh, Alonso and Lewis if that were to actually happen? What do you guys think? What, to see Lewis in a Red Bull seat? No, no, no. Like so. You mean back- Fernando in a Red Bull seat? Yeah, Fernando in a Red Bull seat. Oh, um, yeah, I, I don't, I think Fernando's in a much different place in his career now. Like he's just has a whole different headset going into, um, into racing. Would I see him in a Red Bull? I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Who would be number one driver? Max. Well, I mean, Max would be number one, but yeah. you know what? Max would never let a Fernando come to the team. No, it would I, don't, not, I think he sure. would veto that shit in a in a hurry. Mm-hmm. 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 Speaking of um, potential career issues, we have Danny Rick as well, who second race back breaks his hand. He's out for a number of weeks, at least the next race. Yeah. Um, where does his future stand? A in general, and B. What happens if Liam gets in that car and really starts making some progress? Do they go back to the seasoned vet or do they change their minds and maybe invest more of their time in a potential future number one driver? I was thinking about this on the drive-in. Sorry, Thomas. I know you were going to chime in there because you got super excited. I can see. You know what? Rocket, dude. You're so excited. Look at the smile. You know what? I lost my train of thought now, Drew. Thanks to you. So you go ahead and say what you were going to say on your drive-in. That's fine. I'll just go fuck myself then. Um, Well, I think I was on the drive-in and I was thinking about this. You know the scenario where like you're with a girl and you don't want to be with her anymore, but like you also don't want to break up with her. So you want to like get broken up with. So you do something stupid on purpose so that like you get broken up with so that you don't look like the bad guy. I was thinking, I'm like, did Danny Rick, not that I'm assuming he tried to break his hand. No one wants to do this, but like, what a good out. Cause like, we haven't really seen him perform in this, but like, 
is he maybe nervous a little bit about like getting in a car and like this is his last shot at it and if he doesn't perform then like oh no, like this is where his career ended and like he didn't get the last go at it and like what a good exit. Like, oh, I broke my hand. Oh, I can't recover. I'll never be the same driver. Like what a good scapegoat on his way out and be like, oh yeah, I retired after an injury. Like what a good way out without being like, you know, oh, I just can't race anymore because I'm not good enough. That's what I immediately thought. I was like, yeah, well, this is a good way to, you know, take an exit in the in the easy way. Makes sense. It's a, it's an interesting outlook. Um, what I was gonna say is considering what AlphaTauri did with uh, with De Vries, I I would not be surprised if they shake it up and say, you know what, Daniel Rick, we're gonna give Liam Lawson a chance and we're gonna put you aside and we're gonna see how how he does. I would not be surprised at all if that would be the outcome. I hope that's not the outcome. I don't have anything against Liam uh, Lawson. I thought he did really really well on his debut um i like him as a person as a driver so far from what i've seen but at the same time a huge part of me wants danny rick to be racing and to be in a formula one seat that's not so far away guys like based on history with tara rosso or alpha towery and red bull they've done it in the past they bring in a new driver um when another driver isn't performing and uh yeah, they make that decision like on the fly. Remember what happened to Kvyat? What happened to Gasly? What happened to Albon? It could happen. I mean, right now, um, Danny Rick is—he's done. Like, you need your hands to race, and you do. Yeah, you do. So no fucking way. <laughs> <laughs> and just to just to answer what Drew was asking earlier about. Um, him trying to use this as an out. I mean, I'm not going to give excuses for Danny Rick either, but um, for that crash, like he had a choice either to hit Piastri, T-bone him, or crash. And the moment I saw that crash, and I apologize for anyone who's in the Discord, um, if I wrote that not in the spoilers, I apologize in, right now, and I'm not going to do that again. Apology it's accepted. Not my hand. Apology accepted. Um, yeah, I saw it immediately. Like, he didn't let go of the steering wheel, and that was it. I was like, Mm-mm, something's up. And he said his hand. I'm like, oh, no, it's over. <laughs> so uh, at this point, like, Helmut's looking at him. Helmut's looking at Liam Lawson. Helmut just did the uh, sacking of DeVries earlier this year. So it's just like absolute turmoil in the, you know, Red Bull camp. So anything could happen. I am. Um, I see Liam Lawson actually taking this all the way to the end. If Danny Rick does not heal, or if he does, Helmut's going to be like, now nah, we're, we're done with you. You had your chance. You messed it up. You had your injury. So I think we're going to take it with a, you know, a younger driver. Yeah, I mean, I guess the question is, what is the upside of having Danny Rick carry on? You know, let's say he's out for another three or four races you know, where is that upside in having him come back in and take time away from Liam Lawson? Just marketing. Um, or another marketing and marketing. Yeah, you got it. Dude. Yeah. Yeah. For anyone who isn't watching the YouTube, Thomas was giving me that the money between the fingers sign. And yeah, I think you're bang on, guys. I think it's just a marketing ability to push Danny Rick, who's huge in the US, where a lot of the money's being pumped into right now. 
And I think it was a marketing play from the beginning because long-term Danny Rick's not their answer. Don, Danny Rick does not fit in their young drivers program. It has nothing to do with it. He was a stopgap because they'd rather see Danny Rick and his marketability than, than Nick DeVries. But is it just me or is Liam Lawson? He's one of those guys that's first and last name all the time, you know, where it's like we talk about Lewis <laughs> or we talk about Max, but it's, it's always Liam Lawson. I like that. Like Danny Rick. It's always yeah. Danny Rick. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, so we're heading into Monza next week. Temple of Speed, as they call it. What are we looking forward to for next week? Ooh, I have a good episode title. I'm going to call it Monza Cake. Nice. <laughs> nice. Did that just come to you right now? Yes, it did. Because you said Monza, and I'm like, Monza Cake. And so, I, yeah, I was just like, yeah, Monza Cake. That's definitely going to be the next title. Good. So we're going to talk about Monza for like two and a half minutes, and it's going to be the title of the entire episode? A thousand percent. I have done more ridiculous okay. things in my life. Fair enough. <laughs> As has been discussed earlier. <laughs> yes. Yes. Pre-recording. You're pre-recorded, yeah. <laughs> okay, so other than a good episode title, do you have anything constructive to say? I do. Just in general about life, or like, what are we talking here? <laughs> about Monza, about the race. Um, yeah, I'm very much looking forward no? to it. No, Thomas, do you want to go? Okay, I'll go fuck myself. <laughs> <laughs> Drew, what is up with you today? You're just we'll like come back to Drew. Over. We'll come back to Drew. Let him think about it. Okay. Go, Thomas. Thomas. Go. Um, you go. Monza, Monza it's, uh, it's a good track. Um, I, I like watching uh, the race there. It's an interesting track. It's Italy. Who doesn't like Italy? Um other than that, I don't have much to say. Well, we should go back to Drew. I don't know. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. Monza's a good track. It's going to be an interesting race. It's in Italy. Let's go. All right. We should have stuck with Drew. Ed, you want to try and take this? <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll take it. <laughs> I'll take it. I'll take it. Fine. Uh, well, I, I already know it's going to be an interesting race because I'm going to go back to 2021 between Lewis and... Max, when Max parked his car on top of Lewis's head on uh, on the first corner, which is apparently called Prima Variante. So I don't know what that means. Um, but anyway. Look that up. Uh, You're cheating. Don't hand me that shit like you know all the corners. I'm watching. <laughs> I am looking at it right now. Look it up. I'm... It's not like you had it in your back. Don't, don't no, hand me that. No, I looked, at, I looked it up. I'm being honest here. I don't know the corner names either. I expect I'm just you to be honest. At... You are that type of guy that you look like you would tell the CRA that like they accidentally gave you too much money back <laughs> on your taxes, bro. You look like that kind of guy. I, uh, um, I will neither confirm nor deny that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, anyway, so on to Monza. Like, um, for me, I just want to see Williams do well again. I, I, I don't know what my obsession is with Williams being that they're the, you know, they're the supposedly the slowest team. They're like the major underdog of the entire grid. And I just want them to do more. And with the setup that they had uh, when they showed up at Zandvoort, um, not that much downforce. They, they have it like in the middle between like good downforce and good straight line speed. Being that Monza is a faster track. Um, I see them performing even better. And I want to see Albon again in Q3. Drew, your turn. 
from my understanding, Williams was not supposed to do very well in Zandvoort, and I think they showed up to bat. I had a lot of weather leaning on that. I think there was a lot of the weather going on there that gave them that ability to do that, like you mentioned, because of the the downforce setup that they have in the rake and stuff. Um, they are expected to do better. They're supposed to be a fast track kind of kind of car, um, much like the Canadian race. And I, I'm looking forward to seeing it. I want, I want to see if our predictions pre um, halftime show to to come to fruition because this this last race was very um, not predictable because of the weather. It threw a big wrench in it, and I think that you know if it's a dry day that we're going to see a lot of their um, true colors shine through. And so I'm very much looking forward to that. Um, you know, the race fans in Italy are always just going ham. Unfortunately, they don't have a team to cheer for this year, but um, maybe a couple of fans can volunteer and uh, to jump in the pit crew and do some fucking work. Just my two cents. Um, so our Monza commentary started off pretty rough, and I think we elevated it to mediocre. So um, good job, everybody. I, I'm just going to chime in. I'm going to talk about Ferrari a bit. I think Ferrari is going to be an interesting story, home race. Um, I, I'm really rooting for them. I, I hope they do well. Uh, it's a low downforce track, lots of speed. So, you know, to your point, Ed, Williams might have a bit of a chance. They have a pretty quick car. Alpine might be up there again. Um, so it'll be, you know, my mediocre uh, commentary is that I think it'll be interesting. So let's give our top four predictions really quick. One to four. Thomas, start us off. As always, Mr. Max is going to be one. Uh, number two. I am going to say Lewis. Number three, I am going to say Checo. Four, Alonso. Drew? Okay. Um, one, Max. Two, Checo. Three, Alonso. Four, George. I like Ed? that. I like that. Um, well, Max is first, 100%. Um, Thank you for clarifying. I'm going, I, <laughs> I'm going to say Norris, and then Perez, and then Sainz. All right, I'm going to go Max, Charles, Lewis. I'm going back with Gasly, number four. Oh, there going to bring go. it home. I knew it was going to say Gasly. I knew it was going to say Gasly. All right, so we are going to end things off here with the nation's favorite game. Name that sponsor. You know how it's played right now. I'm going to name two Formula One car sponsors. You have to let me know which car they are on and what they do. Are you guys ready? Hell yeah, yeah we are. I'm ready. Have you been studying? Uh, no, nope. but that was, uh, that was can, a gentleman's can, bet. We, we can, told we, each other that we weren't going to study. Can we no add study. a a small rule that Drew can't say logistics for everything he doesn't know, unless it's actually logistic that he knows? <laughs> no, that's a terrible rule. Unless you know what this, this is a democracy. <laughs> I'm Canadian. We're Canadian. Some of us, some of us. No, no, no. We're 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 gonna we're gonna just stick with the rules. I think you know we you know we can't silence people. We're not here to take away people's freedoms. Thank you, uh, speech or otherwise. So you know what I wasn't um, gonna do logistics anyway. I was just gonna say crypto (laughs) blindly. (laughs) (laughs) All right, ready. First sponsor, 
from the Dutch Grand Prix is love. Wow, love, L O V E, love. Okay, um, I'm gonna say it's Haas and it's a condom brand. I'm gonna say it's okay. McLaren and I'm gonna say something as well, like something with sex toys or something like that. Okay, okay, Williams Logistics, Williams Pardon? and Logistics. <laughs> <laughs> Williams and Logistics? Yeah. No, it's the new Williams Logistics team. Um, Thomas, you're the closest. It was on the McLaren car, and they actually had to rearrange one of their main title sponsors, who is Velo, and Velo makes vape pens and accessories. However, due to some laws in the Netherlands, uh, they could not advertise for those type of products, so they rearranged the letters on the side of the car from Velo to love uh that's a trick fucking question bro yeah so love actually isn't a company dog it's not no but it was a sponsor on the car for the dutch gp that was the question that's why he did mention the dutch gp he did mention it stipulation i call it if you can't keep up if you can't keep up just just leave it's good (laughs) thank you can't wait safe safe it's good sure all right, number two, number two. A little easier. No tricks here. Jack Daniels. Seriously? Alcohol brand. And I'm okay, going to go, or, or whiskey, alcohol or whiskey. Uh, and I'm going to go with Haas. Okay, Drew. It's a Tennessee whiskey. And it is on... Uh, Red Bull. Cool. Edward, same Tennessee whiskey. I actually drink that. Um, Congrats. That surprises me. He looks more like a G. Have you heard the stories from the beach? Ferrari, man. Ferrari. Okay. Um, Well, you're both. You're all half right. You know this alcohol whiskey company, Um, and it is a sponsor of McLaren again. Really? McLaren's just really? cleaning up with these sponsors, eh? Zach Brown. Yeah. Ah. Uh, Zach Brown. Uh, there you Touché. go. Zach Brown. I explained it. I can out. see that. Yeah. Zach Brown's blood that. type is probably fucking Jack Daniels. Are you kidding me? <laughs> yeah. This kidding episode was sponsored by Zach Brown. Um, <laughs> and that's how you played the name of that sponsor. Zach Daniels. New game. Zach Daniels. There you go. Just on <laughs> fire today. Monza cake. Monza. Zach Daniels. <laughs> Sit down with a little Zach Fucking... Daniels and have a Monza cake. Yeah, <laughs> yeah th- I think that's the name of the that's episode. That's the title. That's, yeah, the, that's name the title the right, there. right there. <laughs> so, I don't know if All they right, have characters, but I, uh, yeah, appreciate you guys. Thanks for coming out. Great you can game. figure it out. Um, thank you for listening to Park Ferry, the Canadian Formula One podcast. We are here every week talking about everything Formula One. Don't forget to come join us on the Discord. Link is in the description. Rate, subscribe, leave a comment. Thank you for listening, and we will chat with you next week. Peace. Later.